Recorded in the darkest dungeons of the basement of Death Studio, Josh, Troy, and Ty present a show dedicated to bringing you, the listener, into the adventure right along with them. Pick up your sword or load your bolt gun, but don't forget your helmet, because it is time for some playin' and slayin'. Live from the BOD studio, it is playing and slaying. On this episode, I've lost count, I think it's 41. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about things and stuff. I'm really excited. I'm what, excited here, too. What about our goals? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Troy. We're, we're going to actually start with what we've been playing, hobbying, and purchasing, kickstarting. And then we're going to get into a um, a little bit of a check-in on our 2019 goals. We set out back in episode 28 or 29, forget which, I think yeah. it was 28, um, and we, we established some goals for ourselves for the year uh, in uh, hobby-focused, gaming-focused, and then in other category, um, enrichment-focused mm-hmm. goals. Uh, and we're going to see how we did. And then we're going to look to establish some new goals uh, for this year since we just got past uh, New Year's here in the, the early weeks of January. Um, and then I, I think we're going to talk a little bit on the show about uh, maybe some new segments or other things coming up. Um, so this might be a little more of a condensed episode. We'll see how, how long we ramble on through our, our gaming hobby banter. Um, but we'll, we'll do a good discussion on goals. And then... Um, you know, that'll that'll take mm-hmm. us through, and we'll be talking to you guys some point in February. So, get it in now. Things and stuff, episode forty-one. <laughs> 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 when you are playing and slaying, it is important to stay hydrated. We all have beverages at the table, and we hope you have them at your hobby table, your desk, or in your car. Um, so, Josh, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Gumball Head by Three Floyds out of a can. Out of a can. Well, yeah, it's crazy. That's aluminum. It's delicious. That's like Imperial Armor. Yeah, sure. Budget cuts. <laughs> Troy, what are you drinking? I am being boring and drinking the house cocktail. Well, I'm in the house, too, so I guess I should mm-hmm. be drinking a house cocktail. When in Rome. Yep. So, Tyson, what do you got? A little bit different. Um, so... I was surveying the the beer, and I I know I called you out on needing to restock. Um, So I'm going to call you out publicly, too, and I'll bring some beer over to help you restock. I'm trying to clear out. Yeah. Everything Uh, must go. And I didn't want anything. I was like, man, I don't want any of this. I'm not going to have a Miller Lite because that would debase myself more than once in a year. I just can't do that. Um, So then I asked if you had any dark rum, and you're like, well, I've got some spiced rum. So let's, let's try this. So I did a little dark and stormy, but a spicy dark and stormy, uh, with Captain Morgan, ginger beer, lime juice, on the rocks. Well, and if 
Ty Tepper's drinking it. It's always spicy. That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. What have we been playing? Um, I think what we should lead off with is we had a pretty epic uh, Bodfather birthday celebration uh, and game day where um, a few of us got in three games. Three games. Uh, like three actual game, board games. We mm-hmm. sat down and played um, a couple titles well, that we I, haven't played. And actually four times. Four. We actually had four in the in the full evening. It was a full yeah game afternoon evening night. Yeah, but it yeah. was uh, it was pretty epic. Um, so what we started it off with. So Bryce came down. He was getting ready to head out on a work mm-hmm. trip. It was Troy's birthday. Um, so we we all got together, and I had a chance to get um, Death May Die, the Cthulhu themed. Uh, Eric Lang, Rob Daviau title from Simon that um, that arrived, I think, some point in end of November, early December, uh, and got that to the table. So I'd been really excited to play it. Um, we did the very first scenario. What's what's actually I'm not going to go too in depth, but what's really cool is you get two elder gods and six scenarios in the starting box, and you can play each scenario with one of the two elder gods. So you get 12 possible variants um, in in just the core box. And then Kickstarter, of course, you have other Elder Gods awesome. and expansions and characters. Um, and I think they give you 10 investigators. In I don't the, know. There was a stack. I was just thinking. Yeah. And I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what was in the core but, and how many were in like the Kickstarter. But, yeah, you had a whole stack yeah. that we went through to pick characters. It was like 10 or 12 to start Not to choose from. from. Um, and it... You know what? It, it had the feel of other Simon kind of action yeah. selection games: move, fight, investigate, or do the story actions. But there are some really cool uh, other mechanics at play as you're trying to uh, stop the ritual before you defeat the elder one. So we had Cthulhu, and there was a bunch of labs that we had to destroy, like alchemical labs, um, before he came uh, or before he yeah, defeated right. us. Yep. Multiple ways you can lose and only one way you can win, which is, is typical of, of those games. Um, Troy, it'd be interested in your thought, though. I mean, it it seemed we were down to the wire. It seemed intuitive yeah. once you played a turn or two. Uh, very straightforward, and the, the rules and everything really worked. But what were some of your thoughts on Death May Die? Um, so I think, like most Simon stuff, the component quality was crazy. I mean, the miniatures are, are, are super cool. The I liked the again the character selection. There was a lot some variability in like our were our powers that we had and, and and some of that stuff, which was cool. Um I liked how the story escalated. That was what was I think that was the high point for me is like it is much very action oriented, combat or focused. Um and you gotta coordinate your your action stuff. But the fact that it kinda had these almost I guess three phases, right? We kinda had the initial phase, then Cthulhu shows up. And then we have to defeat him, but you then we have to defeat stages. him again. Yeah. yeah, it's like, um, and we were right down to the wire. We were kind of, and I, I was a, super tuned up. Yeah. If I didn't, if I wasn't rolling those twelve dice mm-hmm. on the attacks, like I don't, we just couldn't have. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was There's game no, over because. Yeah. So you have your insanity track, you have your stress mm-hmm. and your health, and you can die by running out of health, or by going insane. And every time you go, you get a little like sanity, you know, issue. Mm-hmm you get to level up a skill and you stop going insane, but like there's an effect that triggers yeah. your condition. So like mine was short-term memory loss. I had to like discard a card yeah. 
yours was um you went i went rage, cr- raged like, yeah i couldn't be near we had to be careful where i was near people because i would basically just run to the nearest people and kill everyone or basically do like two <laughs> wounds to everyone in the room friends or foes um so it was always had to be careful like you could use that as a weapon because if i was only near enemies then it was good but it was just yeah we had to be be careful on that. Bryce that had was, catatonia. Like his, yeah, he his character would lay down and think he could <laughs> rest safely. So, and that happens five or six times as you go up the track. So, you're managing that in addition to the board state. Um, I I really enjoyed it. The story came through to mm-hmm. the investigation. The way that they give you just enough details to set the scene. Um, Definitely want to want to play that. Yeah, it was good. And it'd be interesting. Again, we only kind of have one play, which was excellent. It was fun, but it was kind of cool. And hopefully it does reflect kind of that balance because we basically did get, we got to the end of the game and it was going to be the end of the, like we, if we would want another turn, we were all at that thing. We were all going to go insane or at least two of the three of us were going to go insane. We so we had run everything right up to the, the bitter end. And it was all about the last final die rolls to see if we could, could wipe them out so um so i again hopefully that's a reflection of kind of the balance in the gameplay and how it escalates and we'd have to play a couple more times to be be sure and i'm sure it can go south like there were plenty of opportunities for it to kind of go south in middle but um a little luck and uh, hopefully a little skill on our part because because i think it was again if you have experience with some other simon games of the cooperative type right we we kind of know that genre a little bit so i think we have a little bit of of, of skill around how to navigate some of that stuff, but yeah. it was still, it was tough. I mean, it was not a cakewalk for the first scenario either. The monster minis were awesome yeah. too. Like just the, the caliber mm-hmm. of miniature in there. Um, you know, the characters are a little small and some of the cultists are a little small, but like Cthulhu himself mm-hmm. and some of his like entities that, yeah. that come with were all the creatures were just awesome. that came out were crazy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that was uh, Cthulhu death may die. Um, from Simon, Eric Wang, Rob Daviau, I I can't wait to play it again. Glad we got it to the table. Um, what else got played that day? There was a, a slew of games. Um, Josh brought over Bird Box, Wingspan. Oh, we played Wingspan. wingspan. I was right. a box full of bird cards. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean the um, kind of the skin over the game, right? Is is sort of whatever. It's it's bird watching uh, and, and creating an aviary. Right. <clears throat> but um, the actual gameplay I thought was pretty fun. Um, it, it seemed like there was... Uh, there's basically four different tracks. There's uh, play a bird. There's uh, And this is all kind of action point allowance. So okay. like you start with, what was it, six? Six, yeah, six like actions. That. And then every turn you mm-hmm. lose one. Um, and so, yeah, there's play a bird. Um, there was... Uh, what was the second one? Take, it was it's play get, bird, take get, food, take food, lay yeah. eggs, lay eggs, and then draw cards. Draw cards, yeah. So draw more bird cards, and yeah, I mean they all kind of had their pros and cons of you know when you do them, and then as you play birds, you play into those different tracks. So each bird has a environment. Uh, different environment, mm-hmm. yeah, like the woodlands or, or the plains or whatever. So um, yeah, and then. As you play those actions, then you get to do the actions on the bird cards um, as they come up. So that adding to the whole thing was it was sort of fun. So um, yeah, I mean it got it's gotten good reviews, um, you know, outside of the show. And I don't know, I thought it was fun. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I, I thought it was fun, and I would 
I think it was a good mix of because I like the skin. I mean, I think that's what makes it interesting, like having the bird, you know, aviary kind of theme to it. There is a lot of richness. Like every card, I think, has some description of the type of bird and all the different types of bird. Like where everybody's like, what is this bird? Right. And here's mm-hmm. the um, and a lot of stuff you heard of. So a lot of stuff you never heard of in terms of bird. So I, I like that. But there's just a really I shouldn't say but and there's a really cool engine there around um you know yeah with the uh, action placement and different where the different lanes are and all that building that engine i think is really interesting Mm -hmm. um and even though it is like it's one of those where a euro that i will play where there is enough theme and that that it kind of covers up the fact that you're just you know doing point salad at some point here but um but i yeah i enjoyed it i thought it was fun to was something and it was i always go like we got done and i was always like oh I'd play it again because you want to, oh, I could try this strategy. So, again, it feels like, I'd, you know, at least for me, probably a couple more, at least a couple more plays in it where I'm interested to see how it how it goes. Yeah, I'd agree. So, it, like, there was a lot that was really good, and, and I understand the positive reviews. It, it's just not not my, my type, and I think that's what it hit me early on, and I, I kind of took myself mm-hmm. out of it that I got I got blocked by randomness from a few things I needed. And then I also felt the whole time I was playing by myself. Like I, I didn't yeah. see any benefit to sitting at a table with four players versus taking it and literally just drawing cards and playing on my own. Cause there was, um, I mean, we talked about gamer profiles. I'm a high interaction. I need to have interaction. Yeah. yeah there's no conflict. Enjoy. Nobody, nobody's birds are getting <laughs> shot out of there. Right? Well, yeah, really, that's the, only the thing expansion, is, the yeah. hunting expansion. Right? <laughs> yeah. The um, only thing is like taking cards from each other that are out there, but that's, that's really the, the extent of the interaction. Yeah. But, and, and I mean like, yeah, take, taking mm-hmm. something off the track, but you can still draw and, and generate card draw. Right. So that, like, you're not even blocking. It's mm-hmm. like, even if yeah. you clear the row, in some euros, you get that interaction because you can block actions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, this euro didn't didn't mm-hmm. even have that. Yeah. It was like, well, if you get down to zero, you refill, or you can shuffle or do that. Like, mm-hmm. there was no ability to, like, slow yeah. other people to help you stay caught yeah. up. So once you fell behind... You're just done because you you couldn't even change your play style to like interfere yeah. or um, so that that bugged me. But like it looked really cool, it played smooth. Um, I I think there's there's some strategy replay and, and fixes. It's just if I'm gonna sit with friends and play a game, I want to I want to play a game, not something I could do on my iPad when I'm on the toilet or waiting for a doctor's appointment or something. That that's how it felt. I felt yeah. like I could have put an iPad in front of me and just been pushing the action and taking the card, mm-hmm. and and had the same feel. So like that that's what kind of bummed me out. And that's if there had been any interaction, it's probably a nine. But it was like a f- six maybe with without it mm-hmm. for me. So, but you know that's that's not everybody's enjoyment. Isn't you know combat or like. You know, <laughs> screw your neighbor, or um, you know, even even in cooperative play yeah. where you're helping one another right. and doing stuff like that's interaction. Gotcha. So, and who was, I don't even remember who did you win, Josh? Who won? Did Josh win? Because uh, you were Josh, or did Bryce? Or I don't think I. I know I did. Maybe win. it was me. I don't remember to be honest. Because you got the most. I know you got was, the most birds. It was out. close yeah. up. Yeah, but you got smaller birds out, so I can't even remember where. I, I'm gonna have to look. Yeah. yeah, I don't recall. I know I was way behind, and I I knew I was gonna be way behind from like turn seven is kind of where i was like oh i'm just i'm done mm-hmm. um and i ended up being like 
that far yeah. behind. I could have stopped yeah. playing then and had about as many points as I got. But yeah, that's Bird Box. Who Bird Wingspan? Do we have it handy? Who the <laughs> designer? Because it was it's Stonemeyer, uh, right? Stonemeyer, uh, but it's a woman. Yeah, I can't Elizabeth her name something off is her name. Efforting the internet might know. Um, but yeah, uh, and I think it was her first game or second game or at least first big Maybe, game. I, yeah, I don't first know. big published one. I think you're right. Um, but yeah, so I mean, yeah. with with it being Stonemeyer, the the boards are are great. The artwork is is really good. Um, component quality, mm-hmm. you know, is is excellent. Um, so it had a lot. It had a lot going for it. Yeah, Elizabeth, and, Elizabeth Hargrave. Yeah. I was gonna say Elizabeth Musgrave. Close. Oh, I'm glad I didn't because I would have been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> so we then busted out. Troy's favorite game ever. It's not my favorite game ever. I like the game <laughs> for a lot of, again, similar reasons to maybe Wingspan, right? Uh, pretty. I, and it's funny, like, the it, this is Century Road um, Spice. It's Spice Road, but this is the Gollum version uh, of Century Road. Um, and I like the Gollum version because it fixes a lot of the playability issues I have with color stuff. Um accessibility in the original one uh and it's i think it's prettier and the art's kind of cool um but century road is is pretty straightforward in terms of you kind of i don't know what, what's the mechanic you'd call it right you have uh you're basically buying collecting your set collecting right you're collecting the gems um you're building an engine from the cards that let you um transform gems from one color to another you have the four gem colors that are from lowest to highest basically um, and it's all about kind of that choice of when am I picking a card up to add to my engine? When am I playing a card from my engine to things? And then when have I collected enough crystals to actually buy the point cards um, to actually score the points, which is the, the goal of it in the end. And so, uh, uh, so again, like Wingspan, it's not a lot of player interaction. It's really, it's, you know, it's really only what you're stealing from, that somebody's going or if somebody's both going for the same point card, right. You kind of have to pay attention to what, what color, what crystals does somebody else have? Um, but not a whole lot of, and there's definitely no kind of uh slowing mechanic in, in that, but, right. um, but I like and it for what it is. Cause it is what a 45 minute game, maybe hour at the most um, uh, for what it is. So, um, but I have it. And it was kind of funny. Like I, I put it in the same kind of family as splendor and some of that. Um, mm-hmm. And and has that that kind of weight, so yeah, yeah, definitely splendor orbis. Right. Um, think out of all of those, orbis is still like my favorite from mm-hmm. uh, when you're building and, and selecting. Um, but Century Road mm-hmm. comes close. I like I like the card play, um, but you know yep. su- suffers from my same um, you know lack of player lack, interaction. Yeah, just player interaction, and it has a little bit of. As I've played it numerous times, I think there is a definite luck factor around. There are certain cards of the of the engine, yeah. that are just better, better. than others, and some yep. p- times you just it, may never get a chance to see yeah. those because it, where they come up in the exactly. deck and somebody's it's, always it suffers take from what I would what I would argue is kind of a balance issue when mm-hmm. you're playing in a multiplayer mm-hmm. game, where if you get say you're first and you get to choose. The, the crystal or two you might put down to purchase the card that's buried a little bit is going to pay off way more on the back end 
than how they've tried to mitigate okay, that. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those games I'd love to talk to the designer about that very thing. Like, there's there's three or four that are just incredible cards, and mm-hmm. if you get them, it's hard to lose. Like it it becomes you know a a significant push. Right. Um, and that's that's always been the few times we've yep. played. I've wondered like why why do that? Like yeah. you test this, you see it happen, and you know there's no catch up mechanic. So it becomes a coin flip of like who gets to act first when that card comes out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it is um, this is a, this game is actually in a series of three games that then you can actually combine the games together. And so it was it was interesting. John and I were talking about it would be interesting. And I haven't played that. I have the second game, but I haven't played it yet. Um, but it'd be interesting to see if anything changes or is it does it mess it up does it take a, a kind of a very kind of a simple but kind of really cool game and just are you overcomplicating it when you mix the games together it's, it's a little bit of what i've heard in the review but interesting to try but mm-hmm. um but they've the the original versions which are the non-golem versions are all three of those are out they only have this first and second ones of those out for in the golem version i think at gen con last year the second one came out which i don't i should have the name out but the name of that one to come but I haven't actually played it yet, but so just interesting that is that that game is a single game that you can actually put all the games together, I think, and have them kind of mega game with a little more complexity. Yeah, and, but it'd be interesting to see how it if does it hurt or does it just make more complex and still have a lot of the same issues. And then we closed out with a, an oldie but a goodie, uh, Carcassonne, um, the classic tile placement, point salad, victory. Uh, game of ancient France. I don't know, or not ancient Renaissance France, <laughs> medieval France. Sure, medieval France. Yeah, where you're building cities, roads, farming fields, monasteries. Um, and it's a pretty, you know, luck of the draw, but tactical with placement and when you choose to place your your guys. Um, I also like that, and this because Carcassonne is a very like independent game mm-hmm. of what other people do until placement mm-hmm. and like screwing people over is so easy to do mm-hmm. with just seeing the tile they need you end up with it putting it somewhere that helps them not a bit or like <laughs> manipulating fields to just yeah. overwhelm or cities to like stack well, your own chance yeah by eliminating somebody's ability to score so their their meeple is their yeah. placement is just dead and it's going to sit but, there for the game yeah and farm the whole farming thing is still always i don't know like a a gamble which yeah. is quite right? real it's swingy yeah. real swingy right yeah it's like oh i'm doing great and then, then somebody just screws you over and well, it was crazy in our game it, it the top farmer was like nine points and then there was a six it, it didn't run away yeah, which right. was yep. um, yeah um and i think i think because everybody was keeping an eye on it right because everybody mm-hmm. well like most of at least some of us three, bryce three hadn't played three of the five i think had played yeah. a lot John plays a little bit and Bryce hadn't played. So uh, it was interesting how that kind of dynamic worked. But yeah, in the end, it was kind of the experience people were all keeping each other in check a little bit with yeah. the whole uh, farming mechanic. <laughs> yeah, it was a good birthday gaming weekend. Yes, thank you guys. I mean, that's my favorite. I think we did that last year too. I think we had a, something, at least some kind of game day on my birthday. It might have been an AOS day. I think it was an AOS open yeah, day. Yeah, been there, yeah. something like that. Um, so it's my favorite way to spend my birthday. Um, even though sometimes my family doesn't agree, but, um, I love them too, but, uh, it's fun. To, 
get to do what I love on uh, on that on that day. So, and it's always over the holiday break, so people are always have some time to, to come. It's been a really long time too since the the three of yeah. us had sat down and played mm-hmm. something. You know, we record, we chat here and there, but we hadn't really had a chance to like get together yeah. and play some games, especially in, some in board games. Like, yeah, we've been yeah. done some other stuff or we're at conventions and things, but yeah, just to have a good yeah. big board game night was a good good idea. Yep. I think Bryce might have been some of the catalysts there, and we'll thank him, too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, so who's been playing some Age of Sigmar again, ready for, for Paca? So I was like, oh, maybe I should play the Sylvaneth with the latest book. I won't even say new because it's not that new. <laughs> August, <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, Josh came over. I think this was like the Monday before Christmas mm-hmm. uh, and just brought over his some kind of filth not too bad but um did you bring flesh eaters flesh eater of course yeah (laughs) which is actually okay i'm actually familiar with it so actually it's not it wasn't it's real but uh we we had a fun but shortish game not too bad i mean for interesting we went we it was probably over at two i got a double turn on three so we ended up playing through three just to see how that went um and to get just to mostly because we wanted their through to actually get to try and swing before he died but that was actually as i look back that was actually a bad choice but but it was good so, why, why was it a bad choice because what i should have done is i shouldn't have let you because the the hunters the squad of dearth of uh Kurnoth hunters is probably more valuable than he is and i should have sacrificed him it was one of those where my heart was like oh dearth was right i didn't want to like <laughs> but from a, tra- a tactical point of view i should have sacrificed him and took the for sure on with the hunters because they would have diced your dragon for sure rather yeah. than Durthu was. But it was good. Some of it was just playing out and just like confirming like how much, you know, Durthu, he's, I've got him a little more supercharged. I think he's a little more predictable, but still not going to do the amount of work that the Kerneth hunters were doing. And so I should have. Mm-hmm. That was probably the one. It was a good learning point from the game. Now that said, you were probably, you were way ahead <laughs> on turn two it was what did we play the the new version of the one where you raise i say raise in terms of get rid of like destroy the um the objectives and you get points done, yeah what is points it called? For it's the new version whatever the new version of that one is i'd like that i love that so yeah because it gives you good choices but but on turn was it even turn one end of turn one um josh jumped over with the dragons jumped on on two of the you had four you took two of mine chewed yeah. up chewed them up and the crypt layers don't forget them yep because yeah, i played blister skin so i was just trying yeah. something new with the mm-hmm. the new models that i painted so i killed all those though. i was pretty you happy. did yeah they were they were like my it was like the the, the dragon was the, the hammer and the they the big block was the anvil kind of thing and mm-hmm. he just pushed them aside mm-hmm. he said no thank you mm-hmm. It's sweet. And then I cried. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's no good. We don't like crying. No. There's no crying in AOS. Yeah, I need to get a game in. Um, I was So speaking of playing games, I'm like the opposite with AOS. The last time I played Age of Sigmar was Holy Havoc, doubles with Bryce. Uh, and the last time I played a single-player game of AOS was round five of Nashcon in, in August. Or <laughs> yeah, we August. had to end yeah. on a yeah. high note. Yeah. So, I mean... Pekka is two weeks away. I'm borrowing an army again, and I'm 
I don't know what I'm doing. It's a list I've never played before. So, Ty's, you know. Ty's going to finish top three. Not a chance. Yep. Not yep. a chance. Yep. Another yep. part of another, uh-uh. Yep, another, yeah. <laughs> no. Borrow the army, whatever. I would be happy if I win three games. <laughs> three and two is kind of my goal for that. But, uh, yeah, so I need to get a game in, ideally, with the army here in the next week or two. So, so maybe I'll... Because I just need another practice. I can't say I'm going to be any useful for you, but my whole point is just to exercise. Exercise. Well, yeah, some, I just uh, I just need to put the models down, deploy, remember what they what, do, see what yeah. I can do, and mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, I need to pack a prep. All right, um, let's talk through a couple more board games before we do our special feature. Uh, <laughs> is it still a special feature after you've done it like seven or eight episodes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Because I. I I should have a good example. I feel like there's an example from like an 80s TV show where it always said guest starring the person and they were every week. A series regular. A series regular and they always said special guest star. New Year's Eve, I had a family game night. So um, stayed home with with Nicole and Landon and we decided to, we played some Mario Kart. We then uh, broke out Terran Meeple City. So Rampage, Mm -hmm. reskinned. the Antoine Bowser game yep. where you stack the, the cardboard tiles on the meeples and then flick the monster okay. tokens or drop them. Super fun. Landon loves it. Um, and then uh, three rounds of King Domino. So mm. got a, a bit of Meeple City, King Domino, and then watched a couple episodes of Mandalorian. It was a, uh, a pretty nice um, game, game-centric mm-hmm. uh, New Year's Eve. So The, uh, the neighbors... Uh, behind us here had a kind of a kids new years because we all have younger children and i brought over the mind Mm. and that was pretty fun so yeah everybody had a good time with that they're like where did you get this i'm like it's like at target you can get it anywhere (laughs) oh that's really awesome i'm like yes gateway games all right so yeah but how far did you get uh the best we did was level four and how, that many, was, how many people? It was four of us. Oh, come on. We were doing... Come on, Coop. We were yeah. doing like six or seven, eight people yeah. at a crack. And we had a couple kids mixed okay. in, too. And we got like one or two levels. So, yeah. yeah. That's... Yeah. I've shared that, that. That's kind of fun. Even though it's like kind of totally breaking the game, I think it's right. still pretty... <laughs> yep. Just to get one round with a, a mega amount of people, with like eight or nine people, it's, it's kind of amazing, but... Yeah, we kind of had a social contract where it was like, we can talk, but we can't say like numbers and we can't, like we had kind of a, you know, rigid what you can say, what you can't say. And then somebody new would jump in and be like, oh, well, I got 13. It's like, no, you can't say the number. number. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes with kids, it's been interesting. Like you have to kind of like, because you're like, what number do you have? What's funny is we've, we played with kids and where we've actually, like you second guess them. And they know exactly what they're doing. They're like, well, I have 93. I'm not doing anything. Because you're like, are you sure you shouldn't go? You're getting into... <laughs> they're like, what are you talking about? I know what I'm doing, right? So. Yep, yep. Totally fun. Um, Space Hulk Light. The other beer. The other beer, <laughs> also known as uh, Zombicide Invader. So we've been just playtesting that a little bit. So uh, I think John and Ashton were over and we were doing uh, some football and play testing kind of stuff so 
I think we got uh, we played like two or three games because we were getting cr- we were actually got crushed like two or three times, which was pretty pretty fun. So, but we were we were trying some different stuff, mixing in some some of the different uh, different types of, of aliens that they have in some of the Kickstarter stuff. So we wanted to get a feel for some of that. So, uh, and I almost well, I'm jumping ahead to hobby, but uh, I pretty much almost have the complete board 3D printed. Um, there's just one or two pieces that the slaves are working on right now um, to finish that up, and then. Then I'll have to do some serious painting um, to at least get something on it. But I think that's going to be pretty fun. And I'm actually excited to see how it's going to turn out from the, the terrain perspective. So Awesome. Well, that'll be good because I just want to get that kind of like done and put away because I need to focus on other stuff for Adepticon coming up here. So, mm-hmm. Very cool. Now it's time for the special feature on tonight's Dungeons & Dragons recap brought to you by Mr. Mephisto. Tonight, on the D&D Recap, we have a double feature. <gasps> what, what, what? Nobody knew this one was coming. Oh. Yeah. So, Descent into Avernus, we've talked a little bit about. We've had a couple people drop, Paul and Josh, real-world commitments. Um, but we still have the Party of Five, uh, not the show on Fox, mm-hmm. um, but a intrepid adventuring company. Um, that cleared the dungeon of the dead three, barely mm. escaping with their lives. Almost some of their yep. lives, some of their, most of our lives, most of their lives. Um, fought the 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 cultist at the end, the, mm-hmm. the dragon queen's cultists, who knew you guys had the treasure of Tiamat mm-hmm. from the, oh, the dungeon of yep. the dead three. Um, and then you kind of scattered into the city uh, where you know. Next up, you'll be heading to either the um, Vanthampur Villa, so one of the dukes of uh, Belder's Gate, or to the Low Lantern, a uh, tavern at the docks, an old ship where one of the one of the noble family runs a money lending business who sold out his brother, so his brother sent you to get the rest of the family. So definitely some intrigue going on. Um, I know every time we play, Troy's like, do we get to go to hell tonight? Do we get to go to hell tonight? I even have my shirt on. (laughs) Yep, Death says Paladin in hell. Uh, Soon. Soon. It's my uniform. We'll be in hell sooner than later. Um, And then, uh, so the double feature, and this is something I've I've talked about. I've been building a world for a while. Um, About a month or so ago. I started a campaign in that world with a handful of players, keeping it really small, and maybe I'll grow it, you know, to include more players. But doing D and D twice a week is is <laughs> a little taxing um, from a, a prep standpoint. But um, it's been a wilderness exploration, some dungeon crawling. They're learning backstory of the world because the the world is just open for the first time in a thousand years. It's been about ten years that civilization has started to grow and expand so they've gotten involved in some of the um you know creating a trade route from one city to the next and like interacting with key npcs and i've i've dropped more quest hooks i think in the (laughs) six sessions than possible and i've got them all ready to go so it's seeing what threads they they go through but uh, it's a pretty interesting party we got paul's playing a, a dwarven cleric um Tom's playing a gnomish necromancer, which is pretty cool. And magic has just returned. So um, he actually 
like the arcane wander back into this community with no memory of their past life or where they're from. And it comes to them in dreams. So I'm slowly giving pieces of Tom's backstory to him in like these nightmarish, like hellscape visions and different things. Um, Josh just died. His character died. Bugbear chieftain smashed him. Oh, I thought he was a bugbear chieftain. No, he's a, a human ranger. Uh, and then Bryce is a uh, fighter. He is just a fighter. He is not a warlock at all. He has not made a pact with a fiend. And he is not headed down the road of damnation at all. Not happening. But I'm hoping with this scenario, this campaign, what I really want to do is every few sessions, I want to bring in like a guest star. So Troy, I, I have a character in mind in a, probably yep. about a month or so that you know I, I want to bring you in for like an episode or two, and I want to keep you know, like yeah, having yeah. kind of these reoccurring characters, and it's such like a exploration base, the head to a place where they'll do something, yeah. and then it's like if they take off somewhere else, I just want to be can, able to yep, can spot mix people. and match. Yep. Uh, so really been enjoying that. Um, Building the world has been super fun. I've got the continent, the cities, a whole roster of NPCs. So any any thought? I mean, I've been talking a lot, but Josh is a player, so I'd be interested in his. Yeah, no, it's it's really fun to play in a, a different space. Like, you're not going from a book, right? Mm-hmm. So this is all kind of from Ty's head. So, um, you know, like, like, like Ty said, the magic has just come back. So, like kind of tweaking how that works a little bit right um you know not everybody can start off being a a magic user you know like uh, like tom had to kind of come through the uh the portal or i don't know we're not even totally Mm -hmm. sure where that comes from yet you know as as actual characters so um yeah just exploring and learning more about the world around us and kind of setting trade routes and yeah it's it's been a blast. I've had I've had a lot of fun. So, and that is tonight's Dungeons and Dragons recap, brought to you by Mr. Mephisto at Mr. Meph on Twitter. Underscore Meph. Underscore Meph. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he did announce his January rant cast schedule. Uh, I will be back on. Mr. Mouse Rantcast, end of January, the Monday after PACA, doing a PACA recap with uh, Andrew. Uh, Andrew, So, Mr. Muff, and then Andrew Yells, um, Iron Jaws, he, he claims he's going to win PACA with his uh, Zinch change host. Nice. So, um, the two of us will regale uh, Muff's audience with stories of PACA. Um, and it'll kind of close the loop on because when when I was on, we talked about why go to tournaments. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about PACA yeah, as kind of so. the Super Bowl of um, AOS tournaments because it's you know around Super Bowl mm-hmm. Sunday and <laughs> heavily focused on drinking and fun. Awesome. So that'll be a good time. Excited for that one. All right, gaming. Let's move in the hobby. hobby. Um, what I thought I would do before we talk about what we may have been actually hobbying is I mentioned some new segments. We we're going to talk about stuff and things. Mm-hmm. One of them that, uh, that I'm, I'm really excited about is uh, this being an episode about our resolutions, our goals. Um, this is going to be an episode-to-episode 
uh, hobby challenge, um, goal-based. So it's going to be a hobby accountability challenge where we will state a hobby goal measurable in some way. So it can't be, I'm going to paint more. It's, you know, I'm going to paint 50 hours between now and the next episode, or I've got three Gorgruntas I need to paint, or I've got a Titan I need to basically, whatever it may be. Um, You're going to state your project or your goal on the episode. Then the next episode, we're going to revisit that during our hobby segment, see if you hit, hit your mark, got it done, and then set a goal for next time. But there's going to be the accountability, not only the public shame of having to tell everyone that you did not reach your goals and how far off you were, but we're going to, um, any, any of the three of us and Bryce, when he participates, we're going to chip in, you know, five or 10 bucks to a a yet to be named, uh, charity. Um, and we might do monthly donations or we'll just save up till we have a pretty measurable amount, uh, and, and donate maybe at the the end of the year, connect it to extra life or do, you know, one of our one of our charities. Nice. So, uh, rather than, you know, winner take all or something, it, <laughs> we've always talked about wanting to do yeah, something. Yeah. And this gives us a, a chance episode yeah. to episode. Um, and the cool thing is too, when we, when we get the charity out there, you know, feel free as, as listeners to participate and set your own, um, your own challenge. Yeah, right. And, you know, sometimes when you, you pay out, it's, it's good. It's going to a charity, mm-hmm. but it still burns exactly. a little bit when you fall short and gotta, gotta spend exactly. some money. So, I sprung this on the guys just a day ago, so I don't know if everyone has an idea of a hobby goal. But um, do we do we want to start now? You got something you can get done by the time we record in early February? I'm good. Yes. Yeah. All right, Troy. What's your hobby goal so, for the I don't first even know if it's, hobby accountability challenge? So this will be easy because it's because um, I have to make it. So I have a bunch of stuff that I'm a bunch of trees that i'm putting together to finish up my pack of stuff so so i have 15 spite revs that need to get painted an arch rev that needs to get painted um and three more kerneth hunters so i know at least that much will be finished i just finished assembly so i don't know if that was that but they still need to get painted so that those all get done in the next two or three weeks all right so by the time we record next, you will have finished off those models for your Sylvaneth Forces for Wapaka. All right, Josh, what is your hobby accountability challenge goal? I have two um, buildings that I need to clean up after being 3D printed and a bunch of trees that I need to clean up. And I'm, I want to print three more buildings and kind of just build that terrain base. And I, if I can, I'll try to clean those up as well and then hopefully get them primed when it's a nice day. So that is my goal, is to march towards those. So print three more and clean up um, what I have printed right now, which is like five items. So, yeah. All right. Not going to add get them primed? Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll add get them primed. Yep. All right. Yep. Clean, clean them primed. up and get them primed. Yep. All right. Weather, weather permitting, I guess. Sounds good. Well, I am going to continue my march to Adapticon, uh, and I have to build three more of my converted Gorgruntas. So I have the um, the minis that I need. Uh, the the kit bash can begin. Um, so I want to build those three, and then I got to get the green stuff work done on the three I already built and those three. So um, the conversions haven't been they've been kind of time consuming because I'm trying to get foot troops mounted on horses that they aren't really made for and armor plates that aren't really 
Um, so it's it's been a weird <laughs> a weird uh, three models, but I think I've got it now. So I'd like to get the six of them um, built in green and green stuffed, and then that'll set me up for my next my next goal. That'll be the month of February. So very cool. Sounds good. All right, uh, and we will come up with a charity. And if mm-hmm. any of us don't hit our goal by next episode, that five or ten bucks will go into the uh, the community chest to be donated uh, to a charity of of the host choice. Let us know on Twitter if you guys participate at all, guys and gals. Do some hobby for a good cause and accountability. We'll also get Bryce to chime in uh, whenever mm-hmm. we talk to him next. What his what his goal is. Um, all right, so who has been uh, doing some 3D printing? Me. Probably Troy. Probably me. You guys I'm, are unreal. I feel like I'm hitting my stride. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to, like, line up times. Would so you that... say you've entered the third dimension? Whoa. Yeah, yeah, totally. Perfect. No, it's it's been good. Um, you know, printable scenery has such awesome stuff um and i'm really digging a lot of that stuff so yeah cranking those those suckers out like crazy so so more fun than her starts when you were going through that kind of passion or less fun than your your it's different fun different fun yeah so I, i feel like there's less cleanup for the actual like if i if i pour a mold there's less like trying to sand it and make it perfect, mm-hmm. um, which is great. Uh, but three D printing is easier because it's just you push a button and it does it right. You just make sure everything's ready to go. So, yeah, I I feel like there's a little bit more. I don't know. In in a weird way, it feels like more craftsmanship when you're pouring molds mm-hmm. versus three D printing something. In a weird way, I, I don't know if that makes any sense, but because neither of the de- designs are mine, right? Like, somebody else came up with them. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. There, there, there's something to pouring molds, but 3D printing is so much easier. So that's that's where I'm at. I like it. All right. Yep. That'll play. Uh, so I don't know. I think I talked about last time I have, I bought an Ender five to go with my Ender three. So now I have two 3d printers up and they've been, um, kind of at it for the last, whatever, a couple weeks, um, mostly doing board game stuff for Zombicide, laying out the space station, <laughs> uh, kind of tiles and all that stuff. Um, so it's pretty good. It's one of those where you run for a while and all of a sudden I was like, wow, look at all, like you have this big bin of parts. You're like, holy cow, I've been making all that stuff. But, um, yeah, and it's been going as I've been thinking, like, I think I've tried to figure stuff out, but they've been running constantly like since Monday. So like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you'll get in a run and I'll just have a bunch of stuff queued up and it's basically running pretty much 24 seven at the moment and um i'll hit a stop because i think i'm almost done with everything i need so then i may then i always get into this little bit of okay what's the next thing that i should there's always something else to print even if i'm not right don't really need it at the moment so you're always like wait i have i have print time that's available i should be printing something right <laughs> so some of it just may be random yeah printable senior train or something else just to have it 
kind of running. Um, mm-hmm. I know Bryce has a, a request list on, on stuff he'd like to, so maybe I'll get some of that stuff queued up. So, But I'm really loving the Ender 5, too. Um, uh, similar design to the Ender, the Ender 3, but um, just kind of hopefully it'll be kind of a solid workhorse like the, the other one I have, and it's kind of nice to have two going because then you you don't have to be as um, – you can be a little more flexible. Like you can have one working on something really long and you're like, Oh, I just had this little thing to print. You have the other one available to jump in and do a couple hour print if you just need something. So mm-hmm. it's pretty good. And I just bought Ty gets cause we were, we were taking over the discord with a little bit of 3d print tech talk <laughs> and stuff like that. So I almost, I almost just po- uh, posted my filament uh, delivery where I got like a case of, filament from Zytec because they did well, some sales so you can you can always tell when 3d printing becomes a topic on the discord or a, a topic on the podcast because in both scenarios i completely tune out or i interject something highly <laughs> offensive like calling guys nerds or insulting one of you uh so when you get the 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 zero modulation from me on the, the audio track that means it's probably 3d printing that's being talked about um so, but yeah, no, 3d, yeah. 3d printing looks cool. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Especially when it's yeah. like kind of dirty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So my hobby and this, this is weird. I've been doing the, the, um, the cleanup. I think a big part, and I'll talk about this in my 2019 goals of my, my overall kind of lack of hobby. I haven't really, you know, I've, almost every episode I say, well, I bought some stuff or I, you know, I put a model together. Um, my, my kind of workshop space has been overrun just by clutter and accumulation and, um, you know, trying to work at a little computer desk and not, not just giving myself the, the space. So I, I've been going through an exercise the last couple of weeks of just, um, sorting, organizing, throwing stuff out, putting bins together, sending another buy list to Noble Knight games. So like I, I threw out a bunch of zombie side stuff, just the base game. I put a list of other stuff together to go get another, you know, 350 mm-hmm. from Noble Knight and store credit. Like um and cleaning up. <laughs> I did uh find that I had eight start collecting boxes of flesh eater quartz. <laughs> eight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um <laughs> That's not counting the zombie dragon that I already built and the terrorgeist I built. So this is like... Additional? Yeah. um, Eight. eight. Uh, In shrink or open? um, Some open that I've taken things out of, but most (laughs) still in in shrink. Eight. Uh, So I trimmed all of the Crypt Ghoul bits off sprue and put them in a Ziploc bag. So I have a Ziploc bag full of 80 Crypt Ghouls plus 20 from Carrion Empire. So I have 100... uh, Crypt ghouls and pieces in a Ziploc bag. I have um, 24 Crypt Flares ready to go, snipped off sprue. And then I have four zombie dragons and four Terrorgeists. I can do I can do all variations off sprue and ready to go. Uh, but I have zero desire to do Flesh Eaters. So if you are in the market to buy Flesh Eaters... <laughs> Uh, I've already trimmed them and, you know, snipped them off the, the sprue. Let me know. Hit me up. Discount buy. You will not see a spicier deal than the Flesh Eater Court spicy deal. So 100 Crypt Ghouls, 24 Crypt Flares, and 8 Zombie Dragons, Tear Geist. 
ready to ready to move. I might talk yeah. to you about some of those group players, <laughs> dude. Let me know. All right, I know a guy. All right. Um, so I mean, you know, it was just ridiculous yeah. finding my Nighthawk <laughs> army that was in box, finding that stuff, like just realizing how how far I've gone down the acquisition uh, <laughs> rabbit hole. So I'm I'm cleaning up. I'm organizing. I put my projects in boxes. So like I have my Stormcast, Deepkin, convert future conversions in a little box that I could take out and work on it. Because out of sight, out of mind. Because I'd also get the overwhelming sensation of I'd look and be like, I have these 27 different things I want to do, and I'd do nothing. <laughs> I'd sit there and I'd just look at it, move it around, read it. So I'm trying to really just kind of minim- minimize my, my distraction and create a, a hobby workspace. I want to get a, a new desk with more surface area, you know, so I can have a workstation for a computer and hobby. So that's that's been my focus these last few weeks. Nice. Yeah. And I was telling you guys that this goal thing actually had, that felt a little bit like therapy because I, I think it's been a, a little bit of that theme is just the amount of stuff again. Yeah. I have so much stuff and it's been how did I have been trying to figure out how to start to like just simplify things, get some of the clutter out of the way. Cause it's same, yeah, same thing where I just like, you kind of like, Oh, hobby. And you're like, but I could do this or I could do that. And they like, you know, 85 projects. Um, but really how you, how to create that focus and just a little bit of a, a cleaner space and just the amount of stuff that we have. So I think yeah, when we get into goals and some of that stuff may, may, I think I'll touch on that a little I bit. I found too. a second box of Warcry that I forgot I got in <laughs> shrink wrap. Like a starter, a big like, starter box uh-huh, still in yeah. shrink. Four Warband boxes? I didn't even know I had four yeah. Warband boxes. It's been unreal. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's been eye-opening of how far into the depravity of acquisition I went in 2019. Yeah. Marie well, Kondo guest next episode yep. uh, she's wrong because it all brings me joy it's just a different yep. kind of joy yep. like, <laughs> the throwing zombie side away was cathartic though mm. as i took a yep. trash bag out with the i kept my painted miniatures but i threw out like everything else all the tiles mm. all the like i kept the dice and the painted miniatures threw out the rule books threw out the tokens that like the kickstarter plastic that hadn't been painted mm. threw it out i was like i haven't played regular mm. zombie side since black plague came out I'm going to keep the zombies for second edition. And I just mm-hmm. threw it. And it was like a weight went and just lifted off of me. It was crazy. Highly See? recommend purging. Nice. Thank it. And then let it go. <laughs> <laughs> the Marie Kondo way. Yep. Oh, God. Marie Kondo. <laughs> Kickstarter. How do we get more crap to pile in our basements and our yep. hobby space to not work on? Yep. Tell us how. I don't know. I still haven't figured that out. You No, Keep you know up. very well how to get more stuff. Oh, how to get more stuff? Yeah. Um, so we saw, I think, somebody through this announcement just um, yesterday, day before. Yeah, it came recently, out yeah. uh, that Hunter Entertainment um, announced the Altered Carbon role-playing game. Uh, going live on Kickstarter February on 3rd. February 3rd. Um, so this is cool. I think they had kind of announced that they had it. We got to play in a very early kind of like prototype stuff at Gen Con this year with Ivan Van Norman. Right, and we weren't um, allowed to put anything on social media, media or right. talk about it. So <laughs> that was the game. Yeah. Uh, if you go back to our... Um, our Gen Con, Gen Con re- recap, yeah, it was it was Ultra it was Carbon. Ultra Carbon that yeah. we got to play. Um and uh, again, that was a very kind of loose 
um, a lot, you know, I think their the rules are still very much in development for what they were doing. Um, but, uh, and again, we had Ivan Van Norman as our GM, so who knows? The game might be terrible, but if you know, right. your your GM may vary. So yeah, he he could he could make Munchkin the role playing game right, fun. Right, right, yeah. So like, um, yep. he could make Wingspan the role playing yep. game fun. Yeah, but Altered Carbon, I think that, again, that's a cool universe. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't remember. I can't remember. We'd have to go back and listen to our episode. I can't remember if their if their license is the. It's the books, right? Not the TV show. I'm trying to think. Well, I can't remember either way which way they get. Well, I think we had asked them that question. I don't remember. But I'm sure if you go look at the Kickstarter, they'll um, they'll have that information. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, cool universe. Um, I think it'll be. It, it's one of those ones where I'll probably again the footprint of a role playing game that sits on my shelf and I may read but never play doesn't isn't that big. So right, um, probably something I'll throw in at least some money at. So. My mind was absolutely blown the other day. Uh, it might have been yesterday or two days ago. I got an email from the distribution list from Hero Forge. So they they print three D print the miniatures, let you design your character, uh, and get in a number of different mediums. They are launching a Kickstarter next week uh, for color miniatures, mm-hmm. and it granted maybe it won't look as good mm-hmm. as as it does in the images, the prototypes, but the customization available, uh, full color, 3D printed miniatures. I don't understand the technology. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how they're if it's going to be a spray or a paint by number yeah, system, like through digital imaging. After, I don't know, but it it looks incredible. And if the pricing is at all reasonable, it's it's mind blowing that it's there. There was about a year ago, Brendan and I were like, how cool would it be if you could 3D <laughs> print? And then a 3D printer that painted your models. So, like, you programmed where the colors went in it, and they did it. Um, <laughs> they so stole they stole idea. my idea <laughs> and Brendan's, Brendan's engineering know-how, and they're making uh, full-color customization. Like, you can choose where the colors go, and it looks like fades and blocking. And it's, it absolutely looks crazy. I think it's worth checking out. Um and uh, it goes live uh, very soon. I think it goes live January 14th or 13th. Um, but it's uh, it's definitely worth looking at. Hero Forge is a cool company. You know, pricing, a little expensive, but they uh, for what they do yeah. and the choices you get, it's, it's really cool. So mm-hmm. definitely worth taking a look at that one. Any other uh, Kickstarters or um, bits of ways to acquire more stuff? No, I've been trying to stay off Kickstarter, except they keep sucking me back in. And then you're like, oh, that did, would be kind of cool. And did, although I think, um, I shouldn't say that because I think I did support some more 3D terrain. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> get some more. And we're like, oh, you can get more 3D models. Um, STL files them. So I can't, I think some sci fi train stuff that I jumped in on. But um, oh, before we leave Kickstarter, because it is raising raising money and hobby related, so Anthony uh, Polcastro, friend of the show, um, and uh, just a, a great all around guy, has been doing three D printing terrain for uh, Nashcon for at least the last year or two. Um, this year, he sent a big batch of stuff to uh, Chuck uh, Chuck Moore for Nova for the AOS tables there. So Anthony has three printers. Um, at this point, he has probably lost 
hundreds of dollars in energy bills and filament orders and sunk into the machine. So he has a uh, GoFundMe um, that hopefully we can link in the show notes um, just as he continues to, to donate terrain to these events because he is uh, 100% a firm believer in what the table looks like matters. And he, he physically feels ill when he sees like a piece of foam on a table <laughs> that's, you know, just a, a wall or a block. Like, and his, his terrain prints are always um, perfectly executed and then they get painted up by the different TOs. You can see some of it from the NashCon coverage. That was really awesome. So it's, it's worth checking out. Um, and we will try to get a link if it's still going to his, his GoFundMe because um, what he's doing, giving stuff to the different TOs and events is, is really mm-hmm. cool to help just improve mm-hmm. the overall experience of, of the players there. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. On to other stuff. Um, so we had a, a bit of a table war. Um, that's trademarked. Yeah. Yes. I know. But <laughs> no, I didn't combine the words. It's table space oh, war. Oh, space war. Okay. Not table okay. war. Okay. Yeah. It was a and table we didn't yell it, so. war. Yeah. And I didn't mm-hmm. go, table war. Yep. Yeah. We like um, those guys. So, so no, they're good guys. Kind of give them, good we'll give them a free ad. So. Yeah. Free. <laughs> Check out Table War for your mats. And now are they doing terrain? Mats, the mini mats. Other stuff. Yeah. Macro mats. Macro mats. Yeah. The, Table war. I think I have a clear um, grid that you can lay over it so you can do D&D stuff. All Crushing those. it. Yep. Table war. <laughs> but we had a table war of our own mm-hmm. uh, where you guys compared... Uh, the Duchess to the Game Changer, um, and there's a little bit of a uh, follow up. Yeah, so I, I wanted to follow up um, He's two things. Me. No, I'm not. Um, two things. One, actually, the game day was actually the first time Ty got to experience my table in real life. So I wanted to say, as you were there, do you have any, as, so he's, Josh, as Josh, he trolls Josh, but... Josh wasn't there when I first sat down. <laughs> and I said, this is amazing. Josh messed up. And I think I used some profanity because <laughs> I was like, this table is awesome. And the the cup holders, I was like, these don't fold in. I can move them on the table. And uh, and then I trolled Josh a little bit when he got there. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's it's just that I'll take a 4 by 6 over a 3 by 5 any day, like the the other thing it for me it was strictly like play space i was yep. like we could spread out death may die and have mm. plenty of room um and it for me like wargaming that's mm. the other thing is if i get a table i want to be able to to have the the room to do it and that was the deciding factor for me mm-hmm. which and that was <laughs> the um so the other follow-up on that is i was doing show notes i was kind of on the boardgametables.com site, which is the table that makes the, the company that makes Josh's table, which is, um, and that now they don't, cause they don't actually make the Duchess anymore. Right. That was like their initial Kickstarter. Right. Exactly. So now they kind of, they have basically their custom tables, which are very much like, I think the Duchess is, and then they have the new Jasper, which I think is a little more low cost, mm-hmm. um, model. So, but what I looked at is that for their custom table size, you can do, you know, they do have the six by four, which I don't think they had originally. Right. Um, and so, and they have a really nice, like, build your table. You kind of go through this interface and put all the stuff together. So I'm like, oh, cool. I'll build the six by four Duchess. Cause I think in the end, that's where we ended up is like, I think the ideal table again, if you have space, cause I think a lot of it is what do you have space for and whatever. But, um, 
So it'd be like, it'd be, the best of both worlds would have been, how do you get a six by four Duchess? So I do that all, run it through there, hit, all right, great. Um, what do I do? And so what do you think it costs to get a six by four? Probably four grand or more. Um, or more. What? Or more. So yeah, I threw the link in there so you can see. Uh, so I think it was $5,100 for, for the table that I kind of configured and it wasn't i didn't think it was like over the top at all it was just kind of, it was basically i think the similar features to what josh has on his right normal five table. grand five grand which in this in the scheme of things no for, no for, no <laughs> scheme of things no shut it down have you been have, gordon ramsay says shut it down so okay. it's Taff, the difference between one. it's the difference between ikea and if you actually go to a custom furniture store like, I mean, it was like, if you think of the old Chic Geek, right, ta- where you had actual custom. You, you, you could get Geek Chic tables for 2500 bucks. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Yes. About, not a six by four. Not a six by four. Four and grand. Four, maybe. I bet I could do it for four. Yeah. But they went $5, under. See, they were losing money. They weren't charging enough. That's why they went under. That's uh, So, but Five. it was just funny. Yeah. So it, it was kind of like, that was like funny. So it, it is a little, it. It's because kind of put a lot of stuff they, in. They there. don't. They don't mass produce the six by four. That's yeah. That's, that's the problem. Yeah, I think. Well, it's it is in the end that is their custom furniture line. Like they're, I'm right. sure they have. I mean, they're using tools and other stuff like that. But right. Um, but it's that qual. It is the level of quality of your dining room table, that kind of stuff, right? If you go to your, whatever your normal your local furniture store is, right? That's probably not out of the range for what you'd pay for a, a super nice table and stuff like that. So, but with cup holders and a and a top so that so so ty there you go so there's your option just saying another option there um <laughs> it does make me feel a little like the ultimate gaming table maybe is priced much more <laughs> much more reasonably than than i was actually given any credit for um they still need to kick up their customer service but but uh just wanted to yeah follow up on some of that there was a couple couple points i wanted to get ty's actual hands-on review and then i thought it was interesting that if you want the best of both worlds the ultimate go for it you know don't just sell your car right so we all had dinner with dr gabe i just wanted to mention that Mm -hmm. he was up for a hockey tournament for his son and we all got a chance to uh eat dinner it was nice so yeah I think we've also talked about a new segment. Yeah, I'm very excited when I pitched this to Dr. Gabe and he was on board with it. We're going to we're going to come up with some um you know, themed medical professional questions from the 41st millennium from Age of Sigmar, you know, maybe you've got pressing issues with Nurgle's rot. Maybe you're, you know, feeling a little dejected because it burns when you roll double sixes. Um, maybe your your significant other gave you the priority role. I mean, there's a number of things mm-hmm. that could happen where you mm-hmm. need a doctor's professional medical opinion mm-hmm. in in our hobby in our gaming space. So, like a third eye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. third eye took, took a direct hit from a Tau railgun. Yep, direct shot from a railgun. I mean, yep. there's there's plenty. So, what we're gonna do is uh, ask you know a licensed medical professional. Uh, Obviously, please do not take anything we ask Dr. Gabe or any of Dr. Gabe's medical advice to heart. Uh, First, please consult WebMD or Wikipedia because that's what real (laughs) doctors do. Don't listen to what we say on the show. But it will be a new segment with 
ask Dr. Gabe, and it's gonna be it's gonna be truly amazing. Just a, a joyous combination of medical world and gaming world. And he's a real doctor. Yep. So ask us <laughs> questions on Twitter, yeah, oh, on yeah. Facebook, and we'll get them. We'll but get and them, before uh, we record, before we record, we're gonna tweet out like, <clears throat> ask Doctor Gabe your your hard hitting medical questions. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's do a little bit of other geekery. Um, hopefully, you guys have been watching or reading anything. I think this this might be notes. This first one here, notes from our intern, mm-hmm. uh, who hopefully will be joining us for our goals segment, but is not yet on the show. He's been reading a lot. And he read five books in the last ten years prior to this, and he's read a new series, Kelcade, The King's Dark Tidings. I've heard of it. I haven't read it, so I might have to ask him when he comes on and we talk goals about that but i have gone on a bit of a binge back into the lit rpg uh, <laughs> genre and uh i've read guilty pleasure ties guilty pleasure books one through three in the limitless lands it's a uh a soldier that's in a va hospital and then you're like 2080 who's whose brain is like brain functions almost gone they put him in a vr pod uh to like re the ai rehabs his brain and like He's playing a game as he's in there. So Limitless Lands, it's not good. I mean, it's good. It's entertaining, but it's just not good, um, like, quality, uh, as many of them are <laughs> so not. So why do you read it? I'm, ch- I'm, I'm trying to put these two things together. Why, do you watch, why, when we were with Dr. Gabe, did you express to us how much you watched Days of Our Lives? Oh, that's like, <laughs> guilty. Pl- yeah, yeah, I said it then, didn't I? All right. You sure did. <laughs> like, it's just... It's yeah. quick. I'm turning yeah. through pages. It's something, something yeah. to put no thought into, um, and ha- have some cheap enjoyment. So, and then we haven't talked about it yet. But have you guys watched Mandalorian and Witcher? Uh, Mandalorian, I just finished. Okay. Um, Mandalorian, yeah, finished. Okay. I have not started watching The Witcher yet. I just started watching Witcher. I'm like three episodes in. All right. Once we all finish yeah. The Witcher, we're gonna do a recap of the two. The two shows, so we'll give everyone time to get through the the spoiler. We're I mean, we're out of the spoiler like range, so yeah. get watching. But um, I want to talk those shows with you guys. Awesome, that sounds awesome. All right, any other reading geekery listens? Anything? Uh, I've been reading a bunch of stuff, but no sci-fi fantasy. It's all been workish type books. Optimization. Yeah. So uh, the nice. Unicorn Project is that fan? It's not fantasy though. That's actually a. Yeah, I'm not it's an IT book. Familiar. And, All right. and the undoing, I told you, the undoing project, which is behavioral psychology. Yes. Which I think actually, like I said, it has some gaming impact. I was trying, we were trying to gamify Josh's beer fridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got to put a dollar each time you mm-hmm. pass over one of the mm-hmm. beers. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So that we can get rid of those people that, you know, how do we get them to drink these undesirables that you have in your fridge? Mm-hmm. Less desirables. They're not really undesirables. It's, a, it's beer. So it's a, it's a, it's a yeah. fridge full of deplorables. <laughs> <laughs> There's some good stuff in there. There's yeah, no, just there mix is. it with some bad stuff. There is. All right. We're going to take a, a break here, probably get one of those beers. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk uh, about our 2019 uh, resolutions, goals, uh, whatever you want to call them, and then set some for the, the coming year, 2020. Um, and we will have a special guest joining us for that segment. So come on back and listen to our goals. And 
just like that, the break is over and here we are, ready to go. Recapping the 2019 goals, and then we're going to talk about 2020 and establish some new goals. Because mm-hmm. what helps get you through the year, like alcohol and hobby and gaming and, you know, other stuff. But for this segment, we do have our special guest that I did promise before we took the break. Our now co-host slash intern, recently off the set of Warhammer Weekly, Bryce Stanley Moose Geek. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me, accepting me. Thanks for coming. It's good to be back. It's, uh, it, it is good to be back uh, with you here, and we don't have 2019 goals from you, but what we can do is hear some of your commentary or, or questions about our goals, and then yeah. I know you have prepared 2020 goals uh, that we can hopefully, you know, 13, 14 episodes from now, revisit and celebrate all of our successes in the year of Walter's 2020, so... And really, what we expect is Bryce to troll our gold results for this year, right? That's mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. whole. Okay, yeah, you yeah. Should. I mean, there's only like a few. Absolutely, um, absolutely. All right. So, how do we do overall? Um, how, let's before we get into it, maybe just a brief like two, three sentences. How you felt in retrospect? Because for me, it was very like, huh, wow, that was my goal. I didn't even know that. No <laughs> wonder I didn't get close. <laughs> uh, so it was kind of eye-opening because we didn't revisit them really like much. No. We did one point we did a checkup, I think, like early June yeah. or May where we But I don't think we talked about everything. But yeah, no, yeah, right. yeah. So I think the important part for 2020 is going to be establishing kind of like check-ins or at least like measuring our success. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was hit or miss for me. Some I was I nailed and some I was like, <laughs> wow. Not even close. Didn't even make it a, a focus. So kind of a mixed bag, but cool to see kind of where where I did have some achievements and then know what areas I, I can still continue to to focus on and, and do better in. So how about you, uh, Troy? Um, so I, again, like you said, we followed all the best practices when it comes to setting goals, which is once you do it, never look at them again, never <laughs> <laughs> things. So, um, yeah, so this year maybe I will um, – apply some of the learning I have around goals that I make my people do at work that apply to us. But, um, yeah, so we'll, yeah. we'll try and keep them a little more front face. Cause they were, yeah, as we looked at this, it was like a little bit of a surprise, like, Oh, I guess that's what I said a year ago. Um, and it was more of just, a, uh, well, we'll see. Uh, some of it is just blind luck, whether I actually, uh, hit some of these or not, but, um, yeah, so it was interesting, and we'll do. I think, yeah, we'll do a little bit more of the uh, keeping our goals front and center, and maybe actually look at them, dust them off more than once a year. Yeah, to make sure we hit some stuff. Josh, how about you? How how do you feel looking back? Yeah, I mean, I felt like I was focused on one main goal, and yeah, like like you guys said, kind of forgot about the other two. So, all right. Let's just dive in. Gaming goal. So we'll do our gaming goal from 2019 first, uh, and then we will uh, talk about our individual result. Um, and then from gaming, we'll move in the hobby, and then hobby into kind of the other category before we set some new goals. So um, gaming goals. I'll go first. Troy, you want to go I first? I think we want to finish with you. Okay. You, you did. So I had. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so this is one I had no memory of 
Um, so I said I would play Kill Team and Blackstone Fortress. Um, again, so by kind of pure luck, I think, or maybe there was some plan. Happy accident. Happy accident. Um, <laughs> I did. I did play Blackstone Fortress once, and then I had. I have these tremendous dreams of really playing Blackstone Fortress because I have like a giant tub of printed 3D scenery for Blackstone Fortress. So having that, you would think that would motivate me to actually play the game. So, um, but I've only really played it once. Um, I have, I have, I have restrained myself and I haven't bought like every expansion for Blackstone Fortress until I actually play it a little bit. So, so I, I made that and then Kill Team, I did play, I played a handful of times, um, two or three times, and I did get to play it at Gen Con, uh, with Rafe Cordero this year. So that was a little bit of a highlight and I got to check the box on playing Kill Team without, with other people too. So crushed it, Josh. I was trying to kind of go back to our roots and establish a more regular gaming cadence. And I think up through April, maybe like it was happening. Like it may not have been exactly the right cadence, but I think we played at least once, uh, January, February, March. And then I think April on, it was very sporadic and didn't really happen. So, um, yeah, that, uh, I fell off hard. So 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 maybe what we do is we think about our 2020 goals with with actionable. We may we talked about and this was funny. I went back and we talked about smart, you know. Yeah. Did right. we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like but, like you know, measurable, actionable, you know, goals and establish a regular gaming night. That's tough. I mean, you think yeah. about D&D, you think about the things we do. We I think we did. I think you're you're selling yourself a little short. It might not have been the traditional like board game gather around the table and play, mm-hmm. but we we did establish you know a very consistent role playing mm-hmm. campaign. That's mm-hmm. true. We yep. did some AOS like warm ups mm-hmm. there. You know, there's enough there. So if like if we just kind of gauged it and said once a month, you know, play board games. Well, then it's it's targeted and focused. Mm-hmm. But uh, don't sell yourself short. I think as a group, we may have done it. So I left it ambiguous enough that that we might have nailed it. Yeah, we can shoehorn in. So I all right, nailed a it. regular check, game night. Check that, that box. box. All right, all right, all right. Tyson, Ty, here's yours. My gaming goal, as uh, stated um, in a prior episode, was win more games. I then qualified it with having a better average tournament finish. Um, better than what? So the prior year. Uh, so when I, when I talked about it, it was, I had a couple of rough, you know, two and threes, mm-hmm. disappointing finishes, and I'd never really made like winning at the mm-hmm. table kind of my, my goal. Um, so I just wanted to improve and I had a handful of three and two finishes this year and I kind of capped it off with going four and one and, and taking second overall at NashCon. So overall, I mean, I, I think I nailed my goal, mm-hmm. uh, from a, a win more games um, I played fewer games this year than I did the year prior, but I uh, had some some more peak wins and better overall performance. So um, that felt pretty good looking back at the the goal and kind of the the year in review. Winning right. winning a game on stream. Tie, watch it. Tie wins anyway. wins the goal. I wins the goal. There's proof. There's even proof. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll kick off with our hobby goals. So from my, from my greatest of successes 
to my <laughs> biggest of failures and the goal. I had two hobby goals. You had a one, bonus goal. Yeah. One, one I did really well with, and one I f- just failed uh, like incredibly. I said I was going to paint 5,000 points of miniatures. Um, yeah, I painted 2,000 points for Holy Wars and a warlord that... 2,500, right? Um, yeah, sideboard. Yeah, 2,500. Two th- I got halfway there. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and that was all done in January and February. <laughs> Uh, I then painted a warlord for Havoc the rest of the year. Uh, and that, that was in November in case you forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I painted that in like October, November. So, um, I did not paint 5,000 points. I didn't get close. Uh, now my primary hobby goal was to, um, see improvement in my, my painting standard. So score max points, get an army nom, like coolest army that that type of thing uh and was what you know i i at so i i talk about painting this army for holy wars and that was really something that i i looked forward to um i ended up winning the the hobby hammerist award um at holy wars and then i took home a beast of theme um and i i maxed my paint score in a couple of uh, events so you know from a put in the time in and the energy, you know, seeing the payoff talked about that a lot in other episodes. So I'm not going to totally recap, but you know, I, I hit that piece of it. Cert- certainly, but did not paint 5,000 points. <laughs> it's not bad. You had two goals. That's about, yeah. Two goals. And you got one, one you had nailed for sure. All right. Troy, so, you want to sure. Um, so my hobby goal, which again was a surprise to me today when I, looked at this you you had written it as three so these yep. are three separate hobby goals um, you had. so i had i must have been excited about adeptus titanicus because i said i would get 1500 points of that and terrain going um that really didn't happen i think i still have <laughs> uh, i still have war i still have a bunch of partially assembled partially painted uh stuff that's sitting on my shelf staring at me um i said i would refresh one of my uh, 2,000.40k armies that I have my Necrons or my Ultramarines that are kind of been neglected. Um, that didn't happen either. Um, <laughs> I did. I I doubled down on Gene Sealer Cult. So I did. What I did is I was more excited around all the new stuff that came out for Gene Sealer Cult. And um, so even though I had that army, it was more like putting the finishing touches and getting a lot of special up. So I I did that, and that's what I ended up playing at, uh, at Dragon Dragonfall and things like that. So. I didn't meet that one. That was just, that was a pivot, uh, a definite uh, decision. Cause I, I was, I knew this was one that I didn't know that I had made that I said I would look at one of those other two things in that, but I made an intentional decision not to do that. Um, and then uh, more 3d printing. Um, and so that one, I, th- I think I've won a little bit on that one. So yeah, definitely done a lot of 3d printing. Um, I think at some point I talked a little bit about um, actually trying to like design something too. And I haven't done anything. I, in my mind, I didn't really meet that, but I did do some of like the the little combat tools we've done, and so little things I've done, and just to play with design. Um, but that is a thing that so I'm giving myself partial credit on that because in my mind it was more of design some a terrain piece or something mm-hmm. a little bit more. So I'm trying to, I am trying to learn some of those tools and things like that, but I did not quite get there on on that. But but I have done a ton of 3D printing and like I said, two printers that are slaved away in my basement at the moment. So. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so my hobby goal was to complete five pieces of AOS or 40k terrain. Um, I, I, I knocked out one of them, and I have like five or six in process, or progress, either way. Um, so yeah, I failed. I failed miserably. 20%. But, 20%. 20%. I got 20%. You know, I have so much stuff 3D printed now, too. And so I have all this stuff like in early stages. So I'm going to try to knock it out of the park next and year. And what was the one, the, the tower? Yeah, the tower. That's, yeah. that's great for radio, but that's yeah, sitting over the, there. Yeah, the, the Hearst Arts molded tower down. was the one that I actually finished this year. So I'd give yourself credit for a second one. You did your resin zinch display board. Or no, that was two years ago. No, yeah, that was this year. So. Was that this year? Yeah, because it, yeah, it was Adepticon this year. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. Count that. Okay. I'll Piece of train. That. 40%. Deal. Some professors curve you into a passing grade with a 40. <laughs> really <laughs> tough coursework. In a really bad class. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, depending. If everyone else failed miserably, yeah, yeah you're right in the Yeah, mix, you get so. curved in. Yeah. I feel good. I'm in the belt. See, this is what I'm here for yeah. you, Josh. Thanks, I'm here buddy. to lift you up. Appreciate you. Know. you. Wind beneath your wings. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Josh, let's give you an opportunity here on other goal because, yeah. man, you just destroyed your goal. So, you guys were always harassing me about not reading, and so I'm like, all right, I'm going to read five books this year, and I knocked it out. I, I I did six books by the summer, like, I think it was, like, early summer. Yeah, it was, like, June. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was kind of like, all right, cool, and I figured I'd pick up a couple more books uh, throughout the way, and yeah, nope. That was it. I hit my six books, and <laughs> then I started listening to podcasts and stuff, and didn't never yeah. picked up books again. So, but I made my goal, and you know, plus one. So. Yeah, you breeze yeah. through it. Yeah. That's fantastic. Troy, you got next. Or you want me to? <clears throat> you got it. You got it. All right. So I was shocked. This was the one I was like, I wrote the. When did I say this or do this? Um, <laughs> so my other goal for 2019 was to write an outbreak undead mini campaign. Or run a Deadlands one-shot game, and I know why we talk. I know why this was your goal because you were thinking about doing it for October. <sighs> Beats me. I, uh, like, I remember having this conversation yeah. when we were talking about goals. You're like, "Oh yeah, I should totally do that for man." Yeah, for like yeah, a Halloween thing. No clue. Yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely didn't do either of those. I did run Tomb Tomb of Annihilation to a great finish, though. Mm-hmm. Wrote and started a homebrew campaign and launched. Uh, Descent into Avernus along with like a Curse of Strahd mm-hmm. partial. So, I mean, indirect win because I didn't mm-hmm. do those things. I was able to really start crafting the D&D world, I think. And, and that's mm-hmm. kind of where my focus shifted. And I forgot all about wanting to write uh, Outbreak Undead mini campaign. If you, just cross out, if you cross out Outbreak Undead, uh-huh. then it's just write mini campaign. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. could actually cross out mini. Yeah, write campaign. Write campaign. Run many run games. Game. Run, a run, game. run a game. A game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Just Nailed it. We're redacting some it. pieces. And... Nailed it. I mean, you know, so history gets written by the victor, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I won, uh, clearly, because it's my own story, so I'm the hero. Mm-hmm. I can write my my story. Yeah. I, I don't think Troy nailed this one. What do you... Uh, so yeah, this, this we, is... should, we should talk real quick about setting realistic goals. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the first half of this is the most outrageous thing I think I've ever read. <laughs> um, I, I I have no recollection of this. I think 
I think I was drunk at this point in the episode because um, I I have no idea why anyone would put less Kickstarter. Like, how, why would I like? Why would I even think that that could be a goal? I I don't have any idea why I did that. So, and, I, I, and I'm I'm actually denying it. I I think. I think I want to go back to the this tape. Is like a drug addict. I want to I go don't back. smoke crack. Because yeah. I, I, I haven't. I didn't listen to the episode, so I don't know that I actually. I took said this, this right off the show notes document. I, are you sure it was yeah. my voice? Yeah. Like, no, I didn't. So I took our show notes where you oh, wrote. See, down so you your didn't goals. listen. So we did not go back to the tape. So it could have been Josh <laughs> imitating me. And and then that's why we think that I would have said something uh, like less Kickstarter. Right so <laughs> hey, but um, you did the second half. Um. So yeah, I had more purging. So I. But even that, I'm. Uh, I although I. I mean, I sent like what are four boxes, and it was probably I don't want to know thousands of dollars worth of stuff to Noble Knight. And I don't even miss it. Like I don't even like <laughs> like I don't even remember. Like I don't, couldn't even tell you what's gone. But uh, like I had done, I t- did a huge purge like early last year, and I'm still like yeah in the thing. So uh, more work to do there, and I definitely won't be delirious enough to do that less Kickstarter <laughs> thing. So All right. oh my goodness. All right. So 2019, um, Bryce, I know you didn't have any formal ones, but were there any goals kind of that you had set for yourself last year that you want to reflect on or or anything before we set new goals for this year? There's nothing that really jumps out. There was probably a lot of those, like, I could say, like, Troy, I never said that because I didn't achieve (laughs) it. But there's nothing that I can recall that was a goal. Oh, yeah, I had one. Don't buy any models. Remember that? That lasted to like a week. January 15th or something yeah. like that. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. 2020. Um, let's go in the same order. So, we'll start mm-hmm. with we'll start with gaming, uh, then we'll do hobby and then we'll do other yeah. and we'll we'll kind of round robin this one. Um, so uh, I'll start for my gaming goal for 2020. Um, what I did, I went away from the competitive gaming scene. And I, uh, I talked a little bit in hobby about clearing out my basement, my acquisition, you know, getting rid of some games. What I'd really like to focus is to play, and I, I said ten, just as an arbitrary number, mm-hmm. but I think it's reasonable. Play ten board games that I haven't played before, um, you know. So included in this, like I bought Judgment. I'd like to play mm-hmm. Judgment. I bought Crisis Protocol. So miniature games included, but ten board card mini games, RPGs, whatever it may be, uh, ten games that I haven't played before. Um, so I, I think it's reasonable. I know I have 10 titles at home that I haven't even <laughs> played before. So, um, that's, that's what I'm going to target for, for this coming year. Cool. I am not a huge tournament goer. Um, but I am going to put play, play in three tournaments as my gaming goal. Do you have those three kind of? earmarked for I have, weekends I have, I have two i have one i'm in for sure so adepticon the doubles tournament um quads. or the quads yeah it's, it's quads now um i'm on the wait list for brew city brawl and then i need a third and it may not be aos it might i might i might do a magic tournament but we'll see um, what maybe nash yeah Nashka. something we'll we'll figure it out 
But I need to figure out that third the third tournament. So it's not creepy that you keep saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it's really good radio. It was. People are going to love hearing that. Yeah. Especially our NashCon friends. Yeah, we have a very big contingency in Nashville that would love to see you in that city. And the hot chicken would love to be in your belly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All so right. Yeah, that's my goal. Troy or Bryce, who's who's coming at with the hot gaming fire for goals? I'll go because I feel like I'm next in the circle from where I'm sitting. Um, <laughs> so uh, my goal is to play Crisis Protocol 10 times minimum. I bought it. I love it. I want to play it. So here's my goal. Let's let's kill two birds with one stone and play Crisis Protocol together. There we go. I get one of ten games I haven't played. You get one of ten. This this sounds like a gaming goal match made in heaven. Can I throw Perfect. a? I'll play too. Can I throw a bonus? Yeah. Um, so I maybe I don't. What is it? Is it like a challenge bonus? You get extra stars or something? Sure. As it would be painted. Oh, I'd yeah. love to see you guys. Oh, I want yeah. like I want to see like, again. You could try whatever, but no, quickly we, move it to like I'd love to see it. It's only five. Like, it's like three yeah. to five models. So right. like, um, it's one of those yeah. things. I don't think I would want to play it. Uh, gray plastic, mm-hmm. so. especially after you paint it, then you'll be like, I'm never playing it. Gray right. plastic. Yeah. So I'm getting Venom soon. I pre-ordered Venom. I mean, oh man, we could go down a rabbit hole. Let's not do this. <laughs> <laughs> Crisis Protocol coming soon. Um. So your game, my gaming goal. So I had, so a lot of this, and I was talking about a little earlier, like as I was doing goals, this is a lot of therapy uh, for a bunch of different reasons about finding, finding happiness, I think in, uh, in the gaming stuff and in different ways uh, this year. So, um, so I kind of just had a list of like, and a lot of the theme is just do what's fun or do what I want to do kind of thing. So a goal to kind of play 40k monthly i don't know what that means that's probably really more like five to eight ish times times maybe and some of those things could be events where there's multiple games or something like that um but uh started to do some of that this year but i really want to kind of get that and then i just kind of had kind of this at least two games of kind of these things that i really want to play and like but i for some reason never finding is like at least two games of kill team necromunda I'd love to try and get to uh, Adeptus Titanicus, get those things off and playing and some of that, Blackstone Fortress, and Blitz Bowl. So I just kind of had, like, these are games I really kind of want to focus on. Um, I love them. I've been putting energy into them, but I haven't been, like, like getting them to the table, which is the real benefit, right? It's it, There's a lot of things. Like, the hobby definitely has its benefit, and it has plus, but I feel like you're not getting that actually getting to the table and having getting completing the fun part of it yeah um so it's kind of like having some focus around some of that stuff and i think that's realistic is like i'm just like through the year play two and some of those things hopefully i play more um but you know if i get necromunda the table once or twice this year that'll be a huge win i noticed aos isn't in your list aos is not in my list so it wouldn't be play 40k slash aos uh no oh wow Wow! All right. So I will play AOS when it whatever, but I'm, it's not going to be probably a focus. And a I mean, goal. I'm barely. I'm right. I'm more of a. I'm a social AOS player. All right. How about Warcry? Can I get Warcry in there? I don't. <laughs> I, I again. I don't. At this point, okay. I don't have any. I don't have. I again. If somebody's playing it, like, hey, we're gonna have a Warcry or whatever. 
I definitely play, but I'm probably not going to put any energy into okay. into it. I won't. I won't harass you. Yeah. You dedicated yourself <laughs> last year to AOS. You played. You played at Brew City, which was a big thing, and you're you're signed up for PACA. So I will not. Uh, I will not do the usual thing where I um, <laughs> put put you on blast. So Troy, do you want to bring back the hobby goals? We'll kind of do reverse sure. uh, snake reverse snake draft. So hobby goals. So this was a hard one because I think um, again maybe I'm optimistic. Is that I think we're going to get through. I didn't have anything that like jumped out, but one thing that was sta- again as I went through it is staring at me off the shelf, and it's more of like what would bring me joy. <laughs> on this is I've had I have nights. Night Titan sitting on the the shelf that have been staring at me for years, um, and I keep adding more to the pile. But I really just want to like get those things fin- in a finished mode out. So even if they don't get to the table, if they're just sitting on a display shelf or something like that, so um, really kind of assemble and paint uh, the knights that I the forty case knights what, mm-hmm. that I have out there. Um, and I have a little bit as a, a bonus is like also finished the Adeptus Titanicus stuff that I have in there. So kind of a focus around those things. But really, it if there's one thing on my shelf that's I think I'm going to do a lot of this stuff, but um, that would be kind of like here's a really cool, I think is a cool hobby project, put some energy in it, really kind of make them cool is to get uh, kind of my some version of my at, at least one of the big nights and maybe some of the smaller ones out on, out done in a complete fashion. So that's my hobby goal. Awesome. Are we going backwards? Does that mean I'm next? Yeah, we're going sure. backwards. So, Bryce, it is your hobby goal for 2020. All right. So, I have three hobby goals. I try to think of myself as a bit of the hobby forward person. So, I want to push that this year. Um, number one is I have four what I think are pretty cool ideas for armies that I've started and gotten pretty far in and just stopped. So I want to finish all four of them this year. Seems lofty, but I, I, it's really just painting at this point. Some green stuff and painting. So I really, really want to finish them this year. Um, that's the big goal. The second goal is to purchase pointy elves one box at a time and not purchase the next box until the first box is painted, which okay. kind of is a tandem goal of buying smarter. Um, so I'm not... I, I think we all do this, but we buy a bunch of stuff and it sh- sits on our shelves and then we buy a bunch more stuff and that just keeps happening. So I'm going to try to reverse that trend. Uh, and my, my last goal is to enter either to Golden Demon or the Crisis Protocol painting competition at Adepticon this year. Nice. Cool. Yeah, very, very cool. Uh, interested to see which route you go down. Uh, so we can, we can look at your, your amazingness. Um, I am going to tell you right now though, that, uh, purchasing pointy elves, a box at a time, uh, as you get them painted, I might like friend veto that we should be given like a veto because I am more excited about pointy elves and your love of elves and the, (laughs) the long discussions we have had about what we would do. And what lengths we would go to when we get uh, 
our our light elves in and it's AOS. gonna happen like right at that time where you get your taxes back and you yeah. have all this extra money yeah <laughs> yep so we'll see we'll see so uh, if if i could i'm gonna veto that and and then How i'm gonna about- hand it over to josh before you can uh, <laughs> rebut it <anything. laughs> no, but only if i finish painting it by the time we do this episode next year all right deal yep. deal allowed it is decided it is decided. <laughs> so not quite as lofty as bryce uh I'm, i want to complete one new army um i have a few things in the works possibly a city's army um but yeah that to be decided uh i also want to set up and work with my airbrush i have two airbrushes and i just haven't put all the pieces together and, and played with it yet so um, and then I will carry over my five pieces of terrain from last year and, uh, you know, ignoring the one, I will do five new pieces of terrain. Um, and I might finish a couple that I have started and then, yeah, so that's my goal. So mine, you know, to, to carry forward the, the narrative of my hobby where I've been cleaning up my workspace, I want to get the airbrush that I purchased uh, last year around this time actually set up. So get a compressor, get the pieces I need, um, and, and probably use that as my, like, skill I kind of want to mm-hmm. learn, you know, in, in hobbying this year. That or green stuff, because I, I can't do green stuff. I just pretend to fill gaps. Um, but setting up the airbrush is, is important, uh, for me just to, to get that done. Um, I want to finish a 2000 point iron jaws army. It'll be a, um, a thing that I've now will have borrowed an army twice and it's iron jaws. So I really just want to do my own, get that done. Um, and then from, a the way I spend my time, a lot of, a lot of time recently has been spent. Uh, you know, dabbling on the computer, reading over stuff, doing like just kind of wasting time. Like, so I want to get back to three days a week of a, a legitimate hobby time commitment. Could be 30 minutes, could be an hour, but, you know, hands-on models, painting, uh, whatever it might be, just dedicate three days a week to to some type of true hobby activity. So kind of three-tier, airbrush, iron jaws, three days a week. And they all kind of work together. Because if I can do one, the other becomes easier. The other becomes a focus. So that's my hobby goal. Sweet. Let's Uh, bring it home, Ty. Yeah. So I thought a lot about how um, my other goal for 2019 was to write a campaign. And I started kind of for Outbreak Undead. uh, And I was like, you know, writing creating that's that's something that is important to me and outside of D and and role-playing games character you know like backstory for for things um haven't done a lot of so this year i want to i want to make a dedicated effort to write uh write some fiction be it a short story uh some some type of start to a, a novel or a book maybe it's a chapter even whatever it is i just want to um write uh some fiction so you know, I've done some narrative stuff for like the holy events and I enjoy that, you know, but it's a couple paragraphs. It's light. I want to actually like dive in and try to outline and start some type of uh, serious fiction writing. So nice. Bryce, what do you got? Or I'm sorry, Josh, what do you got? I almost skipped over you. 
Um, so yeah, also kind of carrying from last year, I, I nailed the, the five book thing. So I'm going to double it. I'm going to do 10 books this year. And I think I can do it if I'm if I actually like, you know, continue on with it. So yeah, 10 books. It doesn't sound like a lot for me. That's a lot. So yeah. Are you taking recommendations? Yeah, I will absolutely take recommendations. Joe Abercrombie, best serve cold. First line of that book is the greatest line of fiction you'll ever read. <laughs> All right. Adding it to my list. Um, I would like to start by saying I filled out the show notes first, and I typed this first. Um, my other goals are to read 10 books. Um, so thanks, Josh. Yeah, um, I stole yours. Sorry. <laughs> for much like Josh, I am not a reader. I haven't read more than 10 books probably in the last 10 years uh but in the last three months i've i've read three so i'm hoping to continue that trend um i travel a lot for work so i have no excuse really i should be able to listen or read anytime so that's one goal uh next goal is uh to follow in my good friend ty's footsteps and i've been working on kind of creating my own DD cam- campaign as well um and i'd like to start that and dm a campaign of my own at some point this year. And I also want to continue to experiment with other forms of art. I've been doing a lot of drawing and uh, drawing maps and just kind of going back to some of the things I used to do a lot when I was younger. And it's, it's fun to do something different than just paint models all the time. So it still gives that creative outlet, but some different avenues. Very cool. Looking forward to see what you uh, what you show us. I've enjoyed the recent sketches of the the maps from your character's viewpoint in the uh, the new campaign and some other stuff. So pretty cool. Awesome, Troy. Bring it home. Other goal. Other from the goal. Father himself. Yeah. So this one is kind of, and this actually, I when I was doing these, I actually started here to get get a kind of a theme and I just kind of have focus and purge as I was going through. Um, and now to how do I quantify that kind of thing? Um, purge, I said, just kind of purge at least two old game systems. Cause again, as I look around, it's just like, how do you let go of, of some of these things? Like, Oh, I'm ne- I know I'm never going to get back to playing. Uh, some of that is like X wing stuff. I've been slowly kind of like, like, Oh, pretending I'm not, doing it but keeping something i'm like i think it may be time just to like kind of let you do as obvious just like hey let it go maybe keep a couple ships as collector things i did that with x-wing too and that's just, in my noble knight box yeah it's all just, gone it's all just kind of let those, those games that i that were fun again it's kind of <laughs> the marie kondo thing again right like say hey we had fun it was great not playing this anymore yeah there's no real reason to kind of keep it around all it does is kind of clutter your mind with things and and let it go so i think there's things there's a couple of systems that are kind of floating around uh that i just want to kind of, at least purge too i think there's opportunity for me to do a lot more and part of that is just to create again the mind space and the like not kind of just be able to focus on those things that i do get enjoyment on and where's my passion on some of that stuff and that's what, and the other part was focus was it was a little bit of, of my goal around the gaming goal like focus on those games that i kind of want to play where's my passion for some of that that some of those you guys are giving me a hard time it is a little bit of like put aos a little bit on the that's it's not my passion i have fun with it i love playing with you guys but i also don't like if i feel like I have to do that and I'm doing that instead of doing something else that maybe my, my passion is more is 
then I'm in this thing. And so I'd rather like put my energy where my passion is on some of that stuff. So, um, so that's really kind of, kind of, I hate to be kind of like wishy, you know, kind of, uh, soft on it kind of thing, but it really is, it's more of a, a focus. So you guys will have to kind of keep me, keep me, uh, online with some of that, uh, and figure out, maybe I can figure out what quantifying of, of focus is. And some of that, like I said, is kind of tied more to like my, my first goal around gaming around these systems and these games that I really like, um, and finding the time to actually play them. Um, and, and some of that. So, so that's kind of, so purge and focus is kind of the, the theme of that goal. But I think quantifying is like continue to create space because the basement of death is overrun with all kinds of, <laughs> all kinds of wish, <laughs> wish list kind of things that I'm in, in reality, I'm never going to get to. And how do you let go of some of that stuff? So. Yeah, no, no more going and buying like an entire box for a game. Like when we bought an entire Flames of War army in like one fell mm-hmm. swoop, or Dice Masters, we so. bought a whole cr- crate of Dice, <laughs> Dice Masters. Like we just, if we don't enable each other, we'll be in a better place as <laughs> as a group here. Like enable the positive. Yeah. Don't don't enable the the debauchery. The yeah. The terrible choices. Yeah. And I'm not, but I am not closing the door because I think if they're, you know, if like I see with Brett, like if there is the, the, the crisis protocol, this new thing that comes out that has a passion, has excitement. I want to leave the door open for that, but I also want to create space so that that new thing can have time to spend on it and, and not, you know, not compete. And then you just get it and never be able to actually get the joy out of it that you want. So, mm-hmm. All right, I'm, I'm going to do something that I do a lot uh, when I think back to this year where I, I leave something intentionally out of the show notes that I, th- I thought about um, just because I think it'll <laughs> it'll bring good discussion. And I'm also lazy sometimes, so I don't go back in if, if I've done my show notes. Um, but what I'd like to do, so we talked about individual goals. I would like to each of us have one um, kind of community-driven goal or podcast-driven goal, um, you know, like – uh, you know, for, for the, the sake of the podcast, what I'd really like to see us do. And I kind of introduced it in the hobby section is like a, a group where we, we come to the table each week with a, or not each week, but each episode with like a focused initiative, kind of the, the accountability challenge or something like that as an example, I, I have a different one, but, um, I'll let that percolate. If anyone's got one, you know, jump in, but community driven, uh, for you know, local gaming area or basement of death club, whatever, or show specific, uh, something you'd like to see us do or, or really bring to the forefront for the uh, the podcast. So, it's one I've been thrown around a little bit, and I think it's and again, it's a continuation of what we have done. But I, I almost want to a little bit double down on it is run events at conventions. Um, Mm-hmm. In the last, like this year, or whatever this year, last year, whatever, is really I only ran at Adepticon, the one thing. Um, and we didn't run at some of the other smaller ones. And what I found is I kind of missed that. Like, I like going to these smaller conventions, but I found I get more enjoyment when I'm doing something to participate, to kind of engage. Um, you know, it's a, it's a lot different atmosphere. And, and I find I get that. And that's my kind of enjoyment of it. So it's something I want to kind of look at and say, you know, some of these other local ones, whether that's game hole con, uh, Nexus, um, maybe even, you know, like midwinter, maybe next year, but not this year, um, run something. And, you, and again, things like that, where we've done is we have kind of these zombie side games that, 
are actually pretty easy to like they're kind of all put together it's not a ton of effort to to bring those along and set those up and get and share with other people right Mm -hmm. um space hulk is a little different thing i think sometimes that that overwhelms me and the amount of effort that we put around that so sometimes that kind of like you spend all your energy around that stuff but um finding a way to continue to run games on you know whether it's and like i said the zombie side is kind of a sweet spot i always kind of throw around you know, picking up, being able to run some RPG kind of things. That's always a little hit and miss, but maybe there's some other, I think there's a lot of these kind of smaller games, but so for me, it's kind of continue to run events, kind of get out there in the community as uh share that we, you know, share the, our gaming group and things like that and, and, and get that, that joy and, and share that way. So, so that, that's my, kind of my other one that's kind of floating out there that I want to kind of get back into. Cause it's something that we, I didn't do this year. I like that. Josh or Bryce, either of you guys got, got one on, on your mind? I have a goal for the show, yeah. but I can't I can't say what it is. Okay. Because <laughs> it's a spoiler. Right. But um I think by next episode I might be able to say what it is. Mm-hmm. But it it it's it's kind of twenty twenty one anyway. But with how the show lines up, it's it I, feels like it's I hear this you. year. Yep. So I, hear you. I like it. So that's my goal, and I think we'll all know at this time next year what it is. But that's that's the goal. So I have a goal related to that. So <laughs> all right. So <laughs> so you so guys two secret goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys and your secret goals have to uh, deliver next episode. Um, so mine, and I'm I'm pretty proud of this one. Uh, what I want to do is I want to do a paint a model um, like swap where we coordinate either amongst the BOD at large or just the four of us like pull a name, you know, like hobby or paint a specific model for one of the other guys like, uh, you know, just it could be just something that you think represents them it could be conversion work whatever it might be you know i could i could paint a marine captain for troy or i could paint a you know filth monster from some army for josh (laughs) um but you know we we'd pick a name and we uh we could do it around christmas we could do it around whenever we decide to do it um and it's just a like a, a a hobby hobby swap that seems fun i like that idea too so that's that's what I want to make happen, and I'd love to see if like the BOD did it at large. You know, if we mm-hmm. we've got thirty people into Discord, we've got people that li- like it would be really cool to coordinate something larger. Yep. But at least the four of us, I, I want to ensure, and we can get people in, involved and reach out if you're interested in attending or, or doing this with us. Yeah, it'd be cool to do it. Obviously, this might be too soon, but at like Adepticon, it, yeah, when we're so, all together. It it would be cool. I just I I wonder about scheduling and you know trying to yeah. yeah. But maybe it's something to start talking about and then yeah. have the year for for next yeah. year. Yeah, you know? to do for Adepticon twenty twenty one. Yeah, that that would be good. So all right, that's a lot of goals. That's a lot of recap. That was a lot of fun though. I think it's mm-hmm. always cool to look back and see what we were thinking and where we were at a year ago and and where we're gonna be a year from now. Um, so there's a lot of like 2020 hobby goals on Twitter. 
Um, but certainly, you know, it's, it's always cool to see what, what you guys are up to or on discord or any, you know, whatever it may be, um, to see what people have planned or what they're committing to for the year ahead. So certainly do that. Um, Without any other goals, it is now my current goal to try to finish up the show. So Can we do one? I'm, I'm going to oh throw one goodness. that you didn't have on here. So just because we have Bryce uh-huh. and we, we don't really have a, a play it or slay it segment this time. True. But Bryce, on, we talked about game day earlier uh, in the show. But I think you played, did you play four new games that day? Yeah. So... Can you give your uh, give your ranking and your player slay of uh, of the four games that you played that day, which were oh, Death wow. May Die, Wingspan, uh, Century Road, Gollum version, and okay, or Carcassonne? So, okay. okay, I'll start from the bottom. the The bottom one was the gem game. What's that called? Century Century, Century yeah. Road. Yeah. Yep. yeah, that's the bottom one. Not that I didn't like it, I just like I I don't think I fully grasped it, and it was just kind kind of one of those games where you're just like playing with yourself, and then someone else is like, "Oh, I won." <laughs> so um, that was that. Um, <laughs> That's an excellent description. <laughs> yep. I think I think that, and this is again, I think if I played it again, it would be it would probably be a lot higher. But the road one. What was that one called? Carcassonne. Carcassonne, where you're building. That's the where we put the tiles and... out. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. That that I could see myself really, really enjoying again because I understand it now. But like in the moment, I had no clue. Like I felt like I was just putting tiles down that. while you guys were playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> so so playing it again, I would I think that would be much yeah. higher. Um, number two would be the bird box game. Um, <laughs> again a game where i think it would really benefit from a second playthrough um because now that i think you guys probably mentioned it but knowing like a bit more what you're looking for and i would implement the you can eat your opponent's birds yeah the hot that's a necessity for hunting expansion we know that we're gonna write that expansion maybe that's yeah Yeah. i think there's a lot there's a lot there like it's kind of like if like you could do something to eat another bird it feels feels very engaging and then i absolutely loved the death may die game like i would play that for sure right now so and it's it's crazy how much there is there. Like, yeah. I mean, how many characters do you have? Like fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was talking about that. Just the the variation, the elder gods, the scenarios, the different characters. Like, um, there's there's a lot of room there. So I'm I'm with you on that one. That that game. Uh, I tried the temper expectation, so I wouldn't be disappointed. But it it totally knocked my socks off from like a enjoyment mm-hmm. level. Yeah. I don't think I wouldn't slay any game though. I'd I'd play them all. Awesome. Which for me yeah. is very rare. I think I've I've almost slayed every single player slay I've been on. <laughs> so. No, that's good. Thank. I mean, that was good because I think we wanted a, a little a, a different perspective from from ours, which is cool. All right, Ty, you can take us home now. now. I can complete my goal. Yep. For the first episode <laughs> yep. of 2020, to bring it home. All right. Going to wrap up with some upcoming BOD news and events. This weekend, 
at the Hilton City Center, Milwaukee, Midwinter Gaming Convention, January 9th through the 12th. The episode might be out as <laughs> uh, people are trickling into Midwinter. Um, not sure yet if, if we're going to make it out or go. I know a uh, friend of the show and, and uh, player in my campaigns and GM of my mage game, Paul, uh, Paul DK, will be there uh, with his wife, Jen, and the kids. Paul's running uh, Ethereum on Friday and Saturday evenings. Mm-hmm. Um, so interested to see how those mm-hmm. those sessions go. And he's doing like a character building workshop for the mm-hmm. game too at one point. So some cool stuff there. RPG heavy, board game heavy uh, convention. Definitely worth checking out. Um, end of the month up in Wapaka, Wisconsin. Wapaka, mm-hmm. January 25th through the 26th. Still need to figure out a hotel uh, hotel room. Oh, just call him. Just call him. Yep. Okay. I'll call him. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But that is coming up. Raj sent out the t-shirt design, which is amazing. Uh, There's some really cool stuff there. That's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of filth. It's going to be, you know, pretty tough competition, but I'm, I'm hoping to drink just enough that I remember everything. um, But not, uh, but not really care if I, if I get my, my iron jaws slapped around. So that's that's my goal. But uh, Troy, um, Bryce, and myself will be there. Bryce, you're helping uh, helping Rod helping Jow, run right? it this year. Yep. yep. Uh, so if you have any issues or complaints at Wapaka, see uh, our friend Bryce. I've already he... answered two rules questions. Oh wow! This is too much for me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Overworked. Uh, then February, um, we head south of the border after you spend some time in the frozen north of uh, Wapaka to uh holy wars february 21st through the 23rd um very sad announcement for me i um i had to withdraw from holy wars i have a really good friend getting married that weekend um so i will i will not be available i will be at the schaumburg renaissance though Mm. just down the road so maybe i can find a way (laughs) i can crash the wedding to well the that's just the block of rooms so um but yeah so maybe i can find a way to sneak away Mm. uh you know, before or after the wedding and, and crash Holy Wars for like an hour. I'll be like, Nicole, I got to go in. I got to see the armies. I got to see what Bryce did. Um, but Herner's narrative event, it's fantastic. Uh, um, and his new table, he's working on the frozen, uh, frozen lake for the, the iron jaws of the, the North that he has. It's, it's incredible. It's just looking awesome. So, um, Herner is, is a legend. His event's great. Then we've got the granddaddy of them all, Adepticon, the greatest five days in gaming that you'll find probably in the world uh, at the Renaissance in Schaumburg. Um, all sorts of events we've talked about, you know, big AOS team tournament, the events we'll be running. We'll be doing a full Adepticon uh, preview yeah. rundown at some point here next, uh, next couple shows. Um, but Adepticon in March... And uh, that is kind of the, the first quarter of, mm-hmm. of events. Um, so, you know, other than going and playing more games, make sure that you hit us up, uh, leave us a review on iTunes, find us on Facebook, chat with us on Twitter. Um, we should probably consider getting rid of the Facebook, being Twitter only. But that's, you know, that's another, <laughs> another conversation <laughs> entirely. Um, check out Troy's amazing website, basementofdeath.com. Email all of us at basementofdeath.com, including info and intern. Um, 
but yeah, so thank you guys uh, for being a, another year of dealing with me, and uh, here's to another year of putting up with me. So keep the dice rolling, the drinks on ice, and no matter what, keep playing and slaying. You know what we could do? We could make a bunch of dick jokes about 3D printing. Mm-hmm. You guys could just think of like, you know, what could be sexual statements about a 3D printer. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it was just shooting filament dust. <laughs> or my bed wasn't flat, so I had to adjust it before it got back to work. Oh, I had a big mess. Got spaghetti ropes all over the place. Yep. Yeah. Or I was printing this thing and it didn't work so i had to fill the gaps <laughs> yeah <laughs> dirty 3d printing <laughs> it could be a coffee table book <laughs> talking dirty 3d printing <laughs> it feels like it should just be a twitter handle and it's just <laughs> <laughs> dirty 3d printing at dirty 3d printing <laughs> is that available can we check that before this episode airs and we we should. We lose out on <laughs> at dirty yeah. 3D printing. <laughs>